Good morning, good day, good evening. Welcome to another episode of Hashtag from Coach to Coach, Hashtag Talk on Mondays. This is your host, Francisco. And today we have a coach, which is based in San Francisco Bay Area, and uh, Walter Paulson. Welcome. Good morning. Good morning and good afternoon, as I say. Good morning. Exactly. <laughs> Walter, Walter, this is your episode. Let me ask, who is Walter? Welcome. Well, thank you. So I'm a, um, I run a CEO peer group here in the Bay Area with Vistage. So I uh, coach a bunch of CEOs. Um, and, you know, we, we get together every month and talk about their hardest issues. And, you know, my job is to really um, not answer their questions, but question their answers. So that they can vet those, figure out things, and basically go back and be more effective leaders, more effective humans. Uh, and so, you know, that's and I, I do some corporate leadership training as as well. Uh, and before that, I had a long career uh, leading and starting uh, technology companies in Silicon Valley. Oh, I love to hear that, Walter. Uh, starting. So it's like what startups you want to watch in startup uh, initiatives, let's say. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. In terms of the you know companies that I started, there were they were around software payments and uh, stored value. So, in particular, uh, I was fortunate to be on the founding team that mm -hmm. built Gift Card Mall. So, if you've okay. been to a you know grocery store, certainly in the U.S. Most places in, in Europe, there's a, you know, there's an end cap of several hundred uh, different kinds of gift cards from uh, retailers of all yes. stripes. And I led the team that, that created the first, you know, one. We, we, we thought we were lucky to get six cards in for our first Christmas most of the the first those first companies have gone bankrupt mm -hmm. since then, but it ended up being you know just an amazing uh, you know rocket ride and uh, and that the, anyway and so that was that was great fun. I started you know a number of other you know companies subsequent to that, but that's that's the one where I kind of feel like I made my mark. And yes. most everybody I talk to has either given or received a gift card from the gift card mall, so that's that's kind of fun. Okay. Okay. Cool. Well, <laughs> no, because I'm. I'm also. You know, I enjoyed uh, hearing about the startups uh, environment or ecosystem, as they say. Mm -hmm. So moving forward, Walter, Walter, where, where, you know, you mentioned about your, 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 you're working with CEOs and mm -hmm. having this kind of uh, groups in which you, you know, have you know discuss and so. And we'd like to hear more about that. What's that about? So, uh, I mean, it's really a, 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 an old concept. I mean, in, in the U.S., you know, Ben Franklin, one of our founding fathers, actually started what I consider kind of the first CEO peer group in Philadelphia in 1721. And he mm -hmm. was a young printer, and he thought it would be a good idea to get together with some other aspiring business leaders. And he called it Junto, J-U-N-T-O. And it was hugely you know, successful. They ended up creating the first public library, one of the first public universities that ended up you know, becoming the University of Pennsylvania. Yes. Um, and, 
He was in that peer group for, I believe, 39 years. And it's just a really effective model. Uh, you may have also heard these things called about mastermind groups. But yes. where you get people together from non-competitive industries, and they talk about whatever their hardest issues are. And it's something that, um, you know, I had had a, a peer group like this uh, for about three years, you know, um, rather actually sort of, you know, late in my career. And it really just was very helpful to me. And as I was thinking about what I, you know, what I wanted to, to do after, you know, my last startup, uh, this just really resonated, the opportunity to, you know, share some of the, the lessons that I've had, you know, from successes and failures and do that for a bunch of CEOs and, and leaders who can share that with their own um, you know, share it with their own businesses. And so it's a way to leverage my uh, experience. And uh, it's just very, very rewarding. Yeah. And in this aspect, I mean, as you said, and uh, Benjamin Franklin and the 17th century started more or less what you consider he's the first year. And you know, what, what do you think has evolved in a different way? If it does something in this kind of, you know, structure or group that you you have, um, let's see. Um, well, I think the the uh, you know the structure curiously is so Vistage, which is the the company I do the 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 coaching with, has been around for sixty five years itself. Mm -hmm. It actually started in Milwaukee, and now I think we're in. 35 countries and have, you know, over 40,000 CEOs and other executives uh, who are in these groups. And it's just a really uh, resilient model because the truth is, uh, you know, particularly for CEOs, but we also work with, you know, other executives. Yes. But the CEO is a, a sexy title, but it's generally a crummy, lonely job. Uh, <laughs> so you're CEO, you know, you're expected to have all the answers. Everybody's depending on you for something Good. you know everybody wants a fee or a paycheck or a consulting project and where do you go to actually get good advice and a lot of the the decisions ceos have to make are 55 45 it's you kind of go with your gut and it's not you know clear what it what it is to do and this the, these forms just are really effective sounding boards you yes. know for okay. people to share what's going on and hold each other accountable for the decisions and the choices they make. Yeah. So what's the main function or fun function or what's the main uh, contribution that, say, Walter is doing at this moment in that group? Oh, the, um, you know, in terms of the the main contribution is that people make better decisions and they're held accountable. Uh, you know, when, one of the things we we do is, is, is we talk about um, if somebody has a problem, we call it an issue and we process their issue. We have a whole structured way of going through having them air the ideas, identify, is that really the root cause, generate some suggestions. And at the end of the thing, and this may take from 15 minutes to an hour, yeah. the person who has the problem kind of has to say, all right, well, here's what I'm going to do. And so they commit to a course of action and they commit to a date by which they're going to do something. And then the nice thing is, you know, in, in my groups, we I do one-to-one -one coaching. Um, and so we'll have a follow-up and I'll say, okay, 
it could be Carlton or Ann or or Chris. And I say, didn't you know this is what we processed? You were gonna do this. What happened? Update me. And it's a uh and it's a great way to be held accountable, but in a soft way, because I'm not their chairman of their board of directors. I'm not their partner. Yes. So uh, but on the other hand, we're working through difficult issues and it's just, a, and it's a really effective thing. And over time, um, you know, it could, you know, these become really trusted peer groups and people understand the patterns and the decisions and what goes, goes on in businesses. And they just provide, you know, you know, a lot of insights. Um, you know, one other thing I'll say is that even if we're not processing, say, you know, your issue, Mm-hmm. Um, people bring back learnings to their own companies from helping other CEOs figure out. Yeah. yeah. And so it ends up being this, it's like, you know, really effective case method processing for, uh, you know, private company, you know, problems. And, and these are all private, all the, all the companies I work are, are private uh companies there's sort of different kinds of challenges yeah, for yeah. Uh, public companies and not that you know peer group doesn't work for them uh but all, all the ceos and executives i work with are private companies okay when you say private just to clarify when you say private private is more like a smaller uh, a smaller size companies or is or 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 i'm wrong yeah yeah so uh The the sweet spot I would say for you know my companies are from about five million to a mm. hundred million in revenue. Some get much bigger. A lot of I mean, you know, some of the companies they sort of start in that range and they keep growing, but they really like uh you know, like the peer group experience. Um and then um and because I'm in Silicon Valley, you know, some of my CEOs run tech startups and they don't have as much revenue, but they may have raised quite a bit of money. So we've yes. got CEOs who've raised 10, 20, 40 million dollars, you know, for their companies. Now they may not have that much revenue, but they have big ambitions and complex businesses and complicated problems to figure out. So that's the the but I would say the sweet spot for say a family-owned business is you know five million to a hundred million. Yeah, maybe. You know, you said a while a while ago. It's like uh, two two words that was kind of accountability, mm-hmm. and as you said, a CEO are it's a, a, a nice title, but looks like they're feel alone. You know, it's a very much in the all the target goes back to you, you know, sort of. Mm-hmm. So you want the accountability and the and being the the the, the, the decision maker in, in in the companies, right? And how are you? And you said there was a certain structure that you, you work on. It's like how how that evolves in a way that, that, that the CEO who is at this moment in the, in the middle of everything, he takes that accountability that is needed and and work with you in in that issue to have that kind of structure to be discussed. Right? How does mm-hmm. it work usually? Let's see. So uh, I guess I would say it's an iterative process. You know, because uh, you know, you know, and one of the 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 things that uh, you know happens is like there's problems that come in waves, and people get this, you know, get distracted, 
And sometimes, I mean, I, I, I actually sort of joke with some of my CEOs, uh, you know, they're like anybody else. They want to do the homework they're good at. And sometimes, you know, that's not necessarily the homework that's the most important. And so in having this, you know, process, and it's and it's interesting, over time, we form these, you know, tight, trusting relationships, and they're sharing, uh, you know, real hopes, fears, aspirations, you know, that, oh my gosh, this is a crucial thing, I don't know what to do. Yes. And we try to break it down for them, get them to commit uh, to things, and it really ends up being a um, effective lever. People people look at these um, meetings that are coming up and they say, okay, well, you know, I made this commitment to do this action. And it may, and it may be that only that CEO knows about it, that nobody else at his company, his or her company actually knows that, that he had a commitment and action plan, but his private peer group does. And, you know, and and he doesn't want to, you know, in a, in a way, let the team down because yeah. they're trying to, you know, to to help him. Um, and so that just ends up being powerful. And, and it's funny. And, you know, at Vistage, we talk about a lot of people will come to uh, a group because they like and respect the chairs. Like I've had, you know, been at 10 startups, had six exits, you know, company that went, you know, public unicorn. So I've had some good successes and they may like that profile yeah. and, and they can learn something from me. But over time, the CEOs really stay and the executives, they stay for each other. Like they form those relationships. And I'm just kind of orchestrating things. But it's really the CEOs um, helping each other and holding each other accountable is where the the thing comes from. Because I have, you know, MBA and good experience, but I don't have all the answers. Yes. Um, uh, but if we get you know get our full group together, we can get a lot of good perspectives and insights. Yeah. And that's where you mentioned this um, that you're doing also one to one. Is that a big difference? I mean, is that a different uh, side of your coaching uh, services or? Yeah. So there's a couple of things with um, the CEO group that I coach. I also do one on one coaching with those. CEOs. Uh, so we get so we talk about things that came up in the group and other mm -hmm. things that they may have not, yeah. uh, you know, they may have not, you know, brought up. And so that's part of it. And then I also get, you know, pulled into probably I spend probably 25% of my time with um startups and growth companies that I'm, you know, advising the CEO or advising uh advising the board and that doesn't necessarily have a, a you know that doesn't necessarily have a peer group and but that's a different stage like i'm working um you know with a company that's um a startup out of ucla it's got a you know a couple of uh you know phds you know yes. engineering students who have a very you know, audacious idea to use a metal oxide framework to pull carbon out of industrial flue gas. Yeah. And I got introduced to them through an innovation center you know, at UCLA. And they won a, um, you know, kind of a, a business plan presentation, you know, contest. And now they're building their MVP and signing their first 
customers. So that's fun and creative work that I do yes. outside of the peer uh, coaching. But I would say the the peer coaching of the ongoing businesses is my bread and butter. Yeah, that's, that's that's the that's what I do um, as kind of my baseline, and that's my day job, if you will. And uh, and the other uh, advising and 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 coaching uh, and mentoring that I do is, I guess, more for you know, more for fun. I see. What's it there, Walter, about accountability? You know, in one-to-one sessions, which were you. You deal with your with your clients at mm -hmm. different stages and mm -hmm. different level. No? Is it easy for them to take accountability? Or do you no, not at all. <laughs> okay, that's no. <laughs> they hate it. I mean, every. I mean, it's it, it's it's funny. I, I joke because because uh, and there's different depending on the 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 chair or the person who's organizing. Or mm -hmm. There's different kinds of groups, and I would say that. Some of them are country club groups. People get together and they keep yeah. things nice and polite, and you yes. know, maybe they have a glass of wine at the end of the meeting, and it's and it's all you know, you know, pretty friendly and on the up up and up. And then in in my groups, you know, what we try to do is have it's more like what I would call SEAL team training. People, these CEOs are dragging each other you know, kind of kicking and screaming up whatever the, the mountain is of, uh, of their, their choice. And, and it's, and I wouldn't say that, that, you know, people are crying, but people get emotional. These, these are, these are important. Um, these are important issues and high stakes um, things. And, yeah. um, and if people could hold themselves accountable um then you know i i mean i don't know that there'd be a, a need for vistage but it's, it's such a it's such a hard thing especially if you're the ceo and everybody's you know reporting to you and needs something from from you yes they're not going to be able to hold you accountable really yeah, um, yeah, yeah. and and so this is i think you know one of the reasons and, and the vistage numbers are are phenomenal just in terms of how well Vistage CEOs or Vistage-led companies perform compared to a control group. We've got you know tons of of data from um, Dun and Bradstreet and other things. It's just you know because CEOs who are, are in peer groups and and there are some other there's some other organizations like YPO yes. runs peer groups that you know that and there's different mastermind groups. I mean I just fundamentally believe in the model. Of a peer group, and I think Vistage is the oldest, biggest, most prestigious, um, you know, company doing this. So that's why I decided to go yes. uh, with them. Yeah. Coming back to these, you now one of the things that I usually uh, hear, uh, maybe you correct me here or if I'm wrong, when we people in the the, the company, either private or public. You have the CEO, and they have the greatest kind of image that they they can represent. They can talk, they explain, they can strategize so on. Yeah. But they, as you said, they are quite as well. There's always moments, especially as you know, when they have this kind of issues. Let's say they find themselves vulnerable. Yeah. As anyone else, right? Yeah. 
And I just want to emphasize that, you know, that at the end of the day, regardless of your title, of your position in the company, we are, we, we are human beings. We have to accept that errors can be made. <laughs> That's where we have to do. Yeah. I mean, or not. Or they when they reach a target or they reach a level, uh, they feel like no, there's no errors at that moment. When they... Yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's right. And one of the and, and maybe the you know, one of the things that, that's really helpful is that in this, you know, and, and the things that go on in uh in these groups are all confidential. Right. And so people people don't share them outside. But uh, but yeah, I mean, and, and sometimes, you know, you know, some of the best learning conversations are about, yeah, I did this and it was a disaster. And here's this problem. And how do I, and, you know, and how do I fix it? Or here's 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 what I learned. And yeah, because because, you know, CEOs have to project confidence. They have to be great leaders. They need to, you know, inspire teams, be a good North star. Yes. But that doesn't mean that, yeah, like you said, they're, they're still human and they have all the human, you know, frailties and emotions. Um, but it's not easy to know, you know, how to, you know, uh, expose that. And particularly, I mean, lots of companies have, um, um, have conflict. I mean, there's, and and how do you deal with the you know, yes. humans? Are, humans are going to have friction, and sometimes it's just personality, and sometimes it's uh, real sort of disagreements about the strategic future of the the business. Yeah. And it's hard to figure out how to work, you know, yeah. you know, work through those. In those kind of situations, Walter, when you're having counting this kind of either it's a one-to-one or a group session mm-hmm. or peer-to-peer. Uh, how is Walter in that sense? I mean, how is he able to navigate, to facilitate, or for them, for him, or for you to, you know, to, to work with those individuals? Um, I guess you know. I think if if I have a if I have a superpower, I I try to it's it's trying to listen and let them. Uh, let them figure things out. Okay. Point out things that maybe they that wouldn't occur to them. But but this is this is not you know lecture. I mean, I do leadership training. I do training for you know high performing teams and startup. I do a bunch of things where mm-hmm. there I'm really providing you know you know content and a methodology. But with the the with the CEO coaching you know a, a lot of it's just um listening and trying to 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 get to the real you know issue that's underlying things because it's rarely the first thing there's almost always an underlying cause or something you know you know somewhere else and it's the you know if it's like if 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 somebody's back hurts, well, it, it, it may be their back, but it may be something from their hip or it could be their knee or it could yeah. be something else. And so that's, that's my, uh, you know, thing is trying to listen and under and, and understand and uncover what's really going on. So we can actually, you know, the CEOs can address that. And it's, and it's, it's hard for me to help them 
you know, you'll figure it out. And yeah. I've seen a lot of stuff and it's certainly, it's really hard to self-diagnose that. Okay. And then of this, and, and in this, in this process structure that you're stating, mm -hmm. do you, is it possible for them to learn how to active, to, to activate the active listening? Yeah, absolutely. And we we try to uh, encourage them to take some of the, you know, you know, the practices that we use in our group back yeah. to their, uh, you know, companies. And, and we actually have, um, and one of the things that, that we have is that we've got a group for our CEOs. And then you know, we also ha have a group for what we call the uh, key executives, which are sort of the people who report to the CEOs. Yes. And And a lot of our members will have their number two or their COO or their CFO go in a different group so they can work on their own mm -hmm. uh, issues. Because, yeah, there's just there's there's some methodology and some common practices, uh, you know, for using a group and the power of having smart peers, you know, you know, and in particular, smart peers dealing with honest problems because okay. uh, the the things in in meetings are so often pre-scripted people have kind of figured out what they want to do i've, I've yes. worked a lot in japan in japan they have this concept of nemawashi which is where you're preparing the roots preparing the soil before you go to the meeting so when you get to the meeting everything goes the way you way you want which is you know super effective in in some ways but But it's actually, it's more about how do you implement, uh, you know, a plan as opposed to is that finding out if that's the right plan. Yeah, We're yeah. all about, you know, get getting getting to the truth, getting to the root issues, and making sure we're dealing with reality because, you know, facts are stubborn things. You know, see, CEOs can't just make you know competitors or issues go away. They got to deal with you know reality, and reality, reality. is often harsh. Yeah, I would like that deal with reality. We're about to wrap up here, Walter, in our short conversation of today. I just want to ask, Walter, where, where is Walter heading in his coaching practice? Oh, um, let's see. I guess, you know, heading to more and better. I mean, I've uh, been coaching the CEO group for about a year. Yes. Uh, and it, it's been really rewarding. Um, And where uh, where I'm going is launching some additional kinds of groups. Um, and so, you know, launching a group for trusted advisors. These are the bankers, accountants, attorneys, yeah. digital marketing people. And so um, so for the near term, it's, you know, working with the, the CEOs in the, the group that I have um, and launching a couple of others. And the. The nice thing about you know this is it's something that there's not any termination date. So my goal is to to do this for another decade um, mm. at least. Uh, I find the work very engaging. Uh, I mean it's it's fun and it's hard if that makes sense. And so um, so I'm on this journey and having a you know a, you know a wonderful time. And my but it's. It's funny, since I'm new at this, I'm sure 
in two or three or four years, if I look back at how I'm building and running these groups now, yes, I will say it's like, oh, that was such a rookie mistake. <laughs> so, so even though I have some experience and some successes, this is a fresh learning journey for me as well. And I get to I mean, I get to lead. This is a life of adventure with you know people I like and respect, and I help them you know lead the lives they want to. And so, um, yeah, I hope to be doing this for a decade or more. So that's what that's what the future has has in store for me. You know, God willing. That's for sure. That's for sure. There will be a long journey and long learning, continuous learning there, at Walter. And for today, I have this uh, title of our, our short uh, short talk: Deal with Reality. That's what we got for the That's with that. But I mean, he, as I said, our, our time is here is, is 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 ending here, Walter. Let me invite you for you to wrap up your your episode. How would you like to do that? Um, let's see. I guess the the way it's a, a phrase I I like is the way a man does anything is the way he does everything. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, be true to yourself. Care about the details. Uh, you know, be good to the people. Uh. Uh, that you care about, yes, um, and um, and that's and that's where I'll leave that. That's that's where I'll leave it. Deal with reality, and um, the way you do anything is the yeah. way you know everything. You know you do everything. So thank you so much for having me on, Francisco. It's been a real, uh, real pleasure. Thank you, Walter. Thank you, Walter, for your story. And as I said. The title that I got for your for your episode is "Deal with Reality," and that's all right. That sounds great. Thank you very much for that, Walter. And I would say, good morning, good day, good evening, dear listeners, this audience. This was another episode of hashtag from Coach to Coach, hashtag with Taco Monday. This was your host Francisco. Until then, stay safe. Thank you. <laughs>